Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Day two of training camp has come and gone. And, I mean, listen, it was a hot one today. What? At the end of the day, being out there, what are my biggest takeaways? What are some of the things that we saw that I liked? What are some of the things that I hope to see as we continue to move forward? All that and more on today's episode of the Windy City Breeze Sports Talk Daily. Let's go. Now, if you are new to the channel, please like the video. Please subscribe to the page. We do talk Chicago sports daily on this channel. It's the only channel to talk Chicago sports. Hi, Chicago talk. So make sure you get in tune with us, man. Um, listen, a lot of takeaways from today that I, I, I today was an interesting day, a very hot day, but a very interesting day. I think that we saw a lot of good. And the number one thing to me that stands out that continues to stand out before I even get into the play of these guys is the comfortability that these guys have. And I have to give credit to the coaches when I see how these guys are on the field for the first training camp that I've ever been to. I I mean, I've been to a couple, but like, this is the first time where we're starting off where the offense and defense, if not looking similar, like we're like, they're at the same level. The offense seems like it is a little bit ahead of the defense in some ways. Again, no pads on this. This is, you can't tell with no pass rush. I'm sure when there is a pass rush, we'll see things kind of even out a little bit more. We'll see a a few more plays where all of a sudden now, right? Like when you, when the running backs aren't able to just get away and different things like that. And even, uh, Lil Herbert talked about that today, how you really just can't tell anything until you finally get in pads. But some of the things that that stand out to me is the comfortability that these guys come into have come into training camp with. And I have to give credit to the coaching staff. I don't know how many times I'll get a chance to do that this season. I'm hopeful, but I I, I want to give credit where credit is due early on. And so I look at how flu how the job that Flus has done, the job that Getsy has done with some of these young players coming in and and continuing the growth of some of these second year players that are in there and now you know second year in the system I should say players that are in there and how they're mentoring the next guys up I really really like how comfortable the Bears look in their system and I think that it's showing on the field Justin Fields still looks really good there's a couple of batted balls today a couple of balls that I thought he threw that 
kind of got away from him or he was trying to make something happen when it wasn't going to happen, right? I thought in 7-on-7 drill, uh, there was a couple of times where he tried to make a, a couple of nice throws, but they get batted down because you're trying to throw it into double coverage or you're trying to throw where somebody's supposed to be, which is good, right? Which is also a good thing because you're trying to throw where somebody's supposed to be, which means you're trusting the system. We're here in camp, though. Yeah, I mean, but to me, I looked at what Justin Fields was doing. I saw him go out there, a couple of balls knocked down. Demarcus Walker hype I mean he was screaming he was let's go yeah I mean like he, he was really chirping a little bit today next time out it goes through the round of quarterbacks right PJ goes uh, uh um I, I can't think of the two backups right now because it was a hot day out there my brain is fried right now 14 and and uh um 17 I can't pull their names right now but at the end of the day right they go through the round of the quarterbacks and then Justin comes back in, very next play out. All of a sudden, you see that connection to DJ Moore. Deep route. Oh, you want to chirp a little bit? Boom, let's go out here. Let's put this ball up. That is real. I'll say that every day because I can't believe that we have a quarterback and wide receiver duo now. Is it going to matter a little bit more when they put pads on and when they're on a real field and playing? Yeah, I mean, of course it is. Like, I'm not saying that there's going to be no hiccups in this, but that connection is still strong no matter the time. And it gives the Chicago Bears something that I feel like you can feel confident about them falling back on. That's not just Justin Fields' legs. So I saw that today yet again. I was very excited by that. Some of the things that I also saw today that did get me a little bit excited Tyler Scott looked really really good going out there with Justin Fields throwing him the football and I mean the speed was on display again you you're you're talking about a guy who more times than not has kind of has been running with the twos out there so I'm not sitting here telling you that he's going to be great but when we talked to Luke Getzey in the press conference afterwards right Luke Getzey talked about how basically he's not going to put a ceiling on where Tyler Scott can be on this depth chart. He hasn't thought about where Tyler Scott is going to be on this depth chart, but at least with the simple things, he's really shown an understanding of the playbook. He's really shown an understanding of how he needs to be, how his footwork needs to be, how he needs to attack the DB standing across from him. He had a play today, which I'm sure all of you have seen the play on, right, where he's going up against Michael Ojemudia, and I I don't feel bad trying that and butchering that name as much because because they literally call him OJ. I'm not calling him OJ uh, for obvious reasons, right? But they literally call him that because I don't believe the coaches can say it either. Courtney couldn't say it today on the Chicago Bears podcast. Make sure to tune in to that episode today as well. Me and Courtney Cronin going over some of the biggest takeaways from the day. But I think you, you look at what... Uh, um, Michael O basically went out, or, or I'm not, I'm sorry, not Michael O, uh, uh, Tyler Scott did versus Michael O. To me, nice little hezzy at the line. Michael bites, Tyler's gone. He's a guy that if you give him an inch, he will take it a mile. The speed is on display. I really like the hands of this kid. I think that he's going to be a really nice asset to this Bears team. And I'm, you know, I started this off by, I, I started off basically my, coming into training camp, I should say, saying that Bayless Jones was my guy who I felt was the most on the bubble, who had the most to prove, who had the most problems coming into camp that you probably needed to fix something or that he was going to be in competition. But I have to give credit where credit is due. What I have seen out of these two guys, Bayless Jones and Tyler Scott, I am very, very surprised that I've been somebody who's come on here and I've been a, a detractor of Bayless. I'm not calling it slander. It's, it's, it's assessment. I, I, I assessed his game 
five fumbles last season. I'm, I'm not sitting here telling you that he's going to be, you know, uh, 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 Michael Irving the next year, basically. I mean, he's not Brandon Marshall out here. But I am sitting here telling you that coming into this training camp, he had so much to prove. And I think at least two days in, there's a long way to go. Again, no pads on. But he looks like he's improved his hands. He looks like he's improved on the punt return. We saw that yesterday. He looks like he's improved on the kickoff. We saw that a little bit today. He looks like he's he looks so vastly improved and just more comfortable. Luke Getz, he talked today in a press conference, and he talked about how when you look at Bayless Jones last season, he didn't know where to go, right? You think about coming in training camp. He has the injuries, not able to do as much, trying to stay in the playbook, comes back during the season, gets hurt again, comes back. All of a sudden, he's got the fumble issues. Now he's taken out of lineup. But the players never really gave up on him. The team never really gave up on him, even though most of the fans did. Y'all know I got that famous clip yelling, cut him. Yeah, I mean, he's 40. But I, I, I think because of the age, he came into this offseason with so much to prove, so much on the attack. And I love what he turned out so far. I mean, I think that he's he had a play down the right sideline where it, it, this is in one-on-ones. Uh, Justin drops back. Bayless is going down the sideline. Justin just puts it up. Bayless comes down with it. Right corner of the end zone. Brings the ball in. Touch, it, it was ruled a touchdown inbounds on that really nice catch by Bayless Jones. And I mean, those are the things that you want to see because there's going to be times where, you know, Bayless is going to get an opportunity to just use his speed and go out and be that deep guy. I don't know what he's going to be. I don't know how this is going to, you know, end up. Is he going to be on the team? Is he not? But I do know that they're going to try and give him every opportunity because he was a third round pick last season because of how much draft capital they invested and how high the draft pick was they invested in him. They're going to give him every opportunity to be here. And he's doing an absolutely great job of, of, uh, um, putting it on tape and showing the coaches and showing the staff and showing the bears that, Hey, Last year was last year. I've grown from that. The coaches see that. I can see that in my two days of watching him. I have to give credit to Valus Jones where credit is due. Um, overall, my takeaway right now, I mean, I, I look at this team as what is this offense going to be and how is this offense going to continue to improve? The one thing that I've seen so far that I, I would like to see improve a little bit more is how they're going to utilize Chase Claypool. Courtney talked about that today as well. We know who the one is. I think we know who the two is if Darnell Mooney's able to stay healthy. And he, he's just working himself back in, by the way. Mooney was out there again today and um, just kind of working himself back in. But there, in, in seven on sevens, there was a ball that was put up Claypool end up trying to go after it, ends up dropping it, comes back in 11 on 11, ball is thrown his way, kind of bobbles it a little bit, but ends up bringing it down. And on the left side in one-on-ones, there was an underneath route where Claypool was able to really do a good job of reaching out, snatching it, and bringing it back in. But it, it, he's one of those guys that I think we're really focused on because of the questions that came up during the offseason from uh, the Waddle and Sylvie show uh, about you know how people feel about him in the building. I I've never heard that. I'm not, you know, discrediting what Sylvie said or anything. I'm sure that he was hearing that from somebody. Maybe that was somebody who personally had an axe to grind with Chase Claypool. But to me, right, like I looked at what we saw from Chase today as a stepping stone in the right direction. It's good to see Justin going to him and working to him, working with him. But it, it doesn't feel like Chase is a focal point of, of where this offense is. And that's not to say that he should be getting the ball every time. But you don't want this to turn into the 
DJ Moore show, right? Like you don't want it to just be DJ Moore, DJ Moore, DJ Moore. And we know what defenses are going to do. They're going to double team this guy. They're going to try and hit him off of the line. They're going to try and knock him off of his routes. So that's going to open up opportunities for other guys to be successful. And I said this yesterday on the show, and I stand by this. When you look at a guy like DJ Moore, when you look at what kind of player he is, I stand by it. Other guys are going to be better just because of how people are going to cover him. You don't have a choice but to be better. But I do want to see kind of and, – and I get it. It's only two two days in, right? Maybe – and Luke Getze said this best today. They're just working stuff in. Like they're literally just – Hey, we're 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 in the simplest of simple right now. We're just trying to get ourselves on course so that when pads come on, I believe next Tuesday, I believe August first, it's the first day in pads um, that everybody is going to be ready to go and and is going to be you know on the field ready to attack. Um, I I just I just want to personally see you know because you can't tell a, again you can't tell a lot when guys aren't in pads but there's certain things that you can tell like relationships with weapons it doesn't feel like Chase and Justin are are on that 100 percent uh, uh sync that. DJ Moore and Justin feel like they're on already, right? Like they feel like they're in sync. Doesn't feel like Chase and Justin are, but again, Chase wasn't able to work during the offseason. Hey, let me know how you guys feel. If you guys were at training camp, what were some of your takeaways? If you've seen the videos of training camp, what are some of the things that you're looking for most? I'll try and keep an eye on some of those things out at training camp as well. We also heard people speak today, and I that that is always uh, an interesting thing. It, I will say this, being, being a member of the media now feels not now right like I've been a member of the media but being like a member of the media is like sitting in these rooms like three feet from Ryan Poles or just seeing George on a regular day yeah like it, it's so I met Brian McCaskey today and, and like I'm still I'm sitting there with J-Mag and I'm just like bro like he's like oh you know it's Brian McCaskey I'm like yeah I know I don't just walk up to billionaires and shake their hand on a regular basis, though, J-Mac. He's like, oh, they're they the coolest people in the world. They really are, and that's the craziest part about this. Brother. It's wild. It's a wild experience. I'm not going to lie to y'all. I'm living the dream. I'm having the time of my life. Is it the most work that I've done in media uh, probably up to this point? Yeah, because we're still doing Locked On NBA. We're still dropping on the Windy City Breeze. We're still the, the content is coming. Stop playing with me, man. Content is king around here. Uh, but at the end of the day, right, we got to hear in the media rooms from some of the players some of the people who uh um I think are really going to be a big part of this team TJ Edwards and Jack Sanborn both spoke today and and what the vibe that you get from them because theirs is an interesting situation because they overlapped a little bit and the vibe that you got from TJ Edwards about how he talked about what Jack Sanborn can do is that even in college TJ says he knew that when you just when you talk to Jack he just knew the playbook. He was just a smart player. He was a cerebral player. And I feel like we've seen that on the field. And some people have kind of been like, okay, the Sanborn hype is a little much. But I really do feel like he's one of those players that's just so cerebral, you can't help but be successful with him. And that's not something that you get every day, right? Like, he's a guy who's going to – is he going to be the most athletic? No. Is he going to be the best linebacker on that field? Probably not. But is he going to be the guy that's always in the right position to make a play? That – he could be. And if you're in the right position to make a play because you know what the offense is doing, you know how these sets are going to work, you know what the that's what is going to get you 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. A, a linebacking core that's going to be what what I think it was PFF, whoever said it, is second in the NFL. It's not just going to be Tremaine Edmonds and TJ Edwards showing the athletic ability, but it's going to be the fact that Jack Sanborn can stand over there and make some plays as well. And, and being that cerebral guy who's just... Okay, I just I know where to be. I know how to make this tackle. I know the angle to take. Um, and so TJ Edwards speaking very glowingly of his former teammate also talked about, you know, coming in and being able to work with Tremaine Edmonds and some of the leadership things that that have been going on uh, uh, in there and just how it feels like him and Tremaine think the same way, how they it feels like they attack the game the same way. Um, and I, I just I love that it sounds like those bonds in this team are being built up already, right? He ends the he ends the presser basically saying he's going to play ping pong against DJ Moore after this because there was some smack talk going on. So you love to you love to hear that the brotherhood is building up. You love to hear that the camaraderie is building up. And to me, I'm excited to see kind of what this defense is going to become. We heard from Sanborn today as well. He talked about how he feels like he's really close. He's just waiting for the training staff to allow him to be out there because we have not seen him to this point we haven't seen jack sanborn on the field yet uh we've seen eddie jackson pretty much be a full go mooney they're slowly working back in sanborn they're really taking their time with it he said something very interesting i, I asked courtney cronin about this uh, because she asked the question in the press conference to jack where basically he said she asked him you know where is your or what happened during the offseason? We haven't been able to see you. We haven't been able to speak to you. Did you have surgery? And Jack literally just went, you know, I, I don't I don't know what the team has put out about it. So I'm not even going to touch that. And he moved on to the next question. And to me, I, I asked Courtney, I said, listen, what does that what is that saying? What's with the vagueness and the ambiguity of what that question is? And basically what she broke it down as is if he did, that would explain the timeline a lot more, right? And he's in a situation right now where Noah Sewell is coming up and he's had a really good OTAs in minicamp. And now he's starting off in training camp. I haven't seen him in pads yet, but he Noah Sewell had a really nice play yesterday where he was coming off of the left side. Um, uh, uh, Khalil Herbert looked like he missed missed his block um, because he, 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 didn't he, he did kind of that thing where you're like, oh, shoot, I'm supposed to be back here. Tried to get himself in. And I, I, I looked at J-Mac right away and I was like, listen, uh, he might have he might have got sacked on that one. He might have been able to get a sack on that one. It's good to see how Noah Sewell has played early on in this camp. Uh, and I think that he's going to continue to improve there. But listen, Jack Sanborn is now the third linebacker on this core. And that spot isn't always a guarantee, especially when you're. You know, when you've got somebody in Noah Sewell who is young and athletic and is is trying to fight his way into this rotation as well. And because they're going to be a nickel, you're not going to see Jack on the field nearly as much. So when just just how Courtney broke that down and, and looking at the situation that Jack Sanborn is in, I think that you could tell he's champ, chomping at the bit to get back onto the field. And he's he's really 
He, he looks good. He looks physically good. I mean, he, he walked in fine. Everything looked fine. He looked like he was ready to go. Uh, I haven't seen him much on the sidelines. I guess I haven't looked for him a ton personally, um, but I haven't seen him much on the sidelines, but they're looking to ramp him up. He says he feels like he's close. He says he feels like he's almost there, uh, and he's just waiting for the coaches to give him the okay. Um, but yeah, I, I thought that that was a, a, a really good, you know, some really good snippets out of the press conference today. And you know, finally, I'm not going to lie. When I listen to Ryan Poles today, first off, Ryan Poles, if if you listen to him talk in person, makes you feel like he's the most calm person you've ever met in your life. And my God, this guy has all the answers. I'm going to ask him questions because he has all the answers. But for me, I looked at what Ryan Poles did uh, has done to this point. And he was talking about giving the deal to Cole Komet and people were asking him, okay, is this a precursor to what you're going to give the Jalen Johnson? And the thing that he said was, you know, he he's big on giving deals to the homegrown talent. He talked about investing in the homegrown talent. When he came in here, he wants to build this team through the draft and he wants to be able to continue to invest in players that he is, that have been drafted. And the fact that Cole Komet from a previous regime, very similar to Jalen Johnson coming into this situation is able to get that 50, million dollar extension they asked is this you know a sign of Jalen Johnson and Ryan Pohl said a player came up to him on the sidelines and and told him uh, and told him you know what you did with Cole sent positive waves through the locker room and and it really made people feel good that you're willing to invest in homegrown talent but you know, he he didn't go in and say where he was at with the Jalen Johnson deal, how far the, the organization is apart with anything. But basically, right, he kind of alluded to there this is going to take some time. This is something where we want to see where he's at. We want to see how he's going to fit in. We want to see what speed he's able to come back at. We want to see how quickly he's going to be able to adjust. We want to, you know, they basically, basically what it felt like to me, what I got from Ryan Poles' comments was, he wants to see what Jalen Johnson is going to look like in this defense with the pieces that he currently has. And is there going to be a step in the right direction? And I'm not mad at that. I'm not upset by that. Listen, if you want to go with the pass breakup numbers, if you want to look at, uh, uh, um, you know, however it's, however it's getting, um, whatever stat I should say that you want to put out there for Jalen Johnson, that isn't a positive, right? At the end of the day, I'll always bring up that he only has one interception, but I, if you see him out there, you know, I saw him today. He's working with peanut Tillman. He's, you know, peanuts talking to him on the sidelines, different things look like he was teaching him or, or just showing him, not teaching him per se, but just showing him some of the things that you want to see your alumni actually do uh, with some of the young players that you have. It was just such a good vibe around Jalen Johnson out there, and he felt comfortable, and he he looked like he was ready to 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 show that improvement. And I think the main thing to me is when I look at a guy like Jalen Johnson, when I look at how he's going to fit in this defense, I don't care how you get the job done as long as you get the job done, but I do care where that puts you on the pay scale, right? If Jalen Johnson is breaking up passes left and right, keep him. But can we say that we want to put him on the pay scale and invest heavily in him if he's not a guy who's going to be a big takeaway guy? Takeaways is a big part of the hits principle. And so with all that being said, to me, I think Ryan Poles is kind of in this wait and see approach with how Jalen Johnson is going about his business and and what, you know, OK, how is he coming back? How is he moving? How is he? Yeah, all of those things to where. 
maybe by the time we're getting to preseason, maybe as we're getting into the season, I think this could be something that does linger. I don't know if it's something that a deal gets done right away because I just feel like Ryan Poles is going to follow his plan and his plan is very slow and methodical. You think about even Cole Komet's deal. He said they started talking about this deal in the spring. In the spring. We just got this deal done at training camp. So it's going to be a lengthy process. I don't even know if the conversations realistically have started, but I do think that Ryan Poles is just going to go about how he does his business with the Jalen Johnson deal with any deal that he's going to give to a homegrown guy. And I can appreciate that because yes, there are the times where you need to go out and pay the big name guy, but you want to know what a lot of times swinging for the fences does. It's a pop up the left center that falls into the glove just short. And that's what, we've seen when teams have gone after these big swings more times than not so for me I like Ryan Pohl's approach to this I think that he's doing things the right way and I'm excited to see how he's going to continue to go uh, utilizing and and keeping some of this homegrown talent moving forward Um, I mean at the end of the day this Bears team is going to be an interesting one a fun one to watch to me and the thing that I think is going to stand out most throughout training camp is how the coaching staff has actually prepared this team to start to take those next steps. I don't think it's there yet, but I have to give kudos to the coaching staff for how they've really gone out and they're preparing guys. And even Getsy talked about it, right? Something before we get up out of here, Getsy talked about it today where he talked about, Somebody asked him, I want to say it was Herb Howard uh, from the bigs. He asked him basically, you know, what is going to be. Or what what is Justin Fields shown you from one season to the next that you can pinpoint his improvement? And what Luke Getze said was the deepness that we can go into the playbook, how we can talk about the deeper things. I'm not feeding you the simple things. I'm not feeding you the base of, of, uh, uh, um, you know what? Okay. If you see this many guys on the field standing at this depth, if you see this many safeties, if you see this many DBs, this is what you should do. This is how we're going to No, He's going into the deeper concepts in the playbook. And I just think that even those things, right? How they're preparing their team to get ready for this season. I have to pay, pay uh, kudos to those guys guys man and pay respect to them and and i think that they're doing a really good job at least early on here we'll see how this all pans out at the end of the day but hey it is your boy pat the designer back at it again to continue watching our chicago bears content click the links on the screen and check the links in the description below we will have more stuff coming your way all the way through training camp as always y'all stay safe out there chicago one love peace say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. 
every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.